Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. With your host, John Frashante. Cosmos Country, welcome back. On this episode, I will preview the the U.S. Open Cup match that will take place tomorrow against the New England Revolution. Then we will move on and talk about Nico Kronjar officially joining Rangers FC. Talk about another player that reportedly leaves the New York Cosmos. And then we will go on to talk about tons of things Going into the fall season, we will discuss the Cosmos fall season, talk about Puerto Rico FC joining the NASL in the fall season, and so on. There's so much to talk about. Let's get into uh, the preview of the Open Cup match. There's so much riding. There's so much at stake tomorrow night at St. John's Belson Stadium. And it's really exciting, guys, because if the Cosmos do win the match... They will make modern era history because the Cosmos have not passed the fifth round of the U.S. Open Cup. If you remember well, last year, the Cosmos lost to the Red Bulls in a disgraceful loss, in a loss that was really hard to watch. If you were there, it was crazy. I was there. It made people really upset. The following year, we saw the Cosmos beat the Rebels at home. And then we saw the Cosmos lose to the Philadelphia Union. So it's never happened before. The Cosmos never won in the fifth round. They never got past it. But I think this year is the year. And you might be saying, well, everyone's saying this. Everyone's saying that... This is the year that the Cosmos are going to win the whole thing. This is the year this is going to happen. But I truly think this is the season that the Cosmos could get past the fifth round. I'm not going to say that that the Cosmos are going to win the Open Cup. In my head, in the back of the head, I I really want to see that happen. But it all starts tomorrow night. If we can get past the revolution, that's when I'm going to officially stay out there in the public that I truly think the Cosmos can win the U.S. Open Cup. But like I said, it all starts tomorrow night. If we get past, if we make history, that's when I think everyone out there can truly say it, that we have a chance. We have a chance today, but I think once we get past the revolution, that's when we can go on and sort of make our prediction. If the Cosmos do get past the Revs, 
then we will have to face the U- the winner of the Union or the New York Red Bulls. That match will be taking place tomorrow night as well. So it will be cool to sort of watch the Cosmos watch the Cosmos match and then sort of watch the scoreline for that matchup. I think a lot of people uh, really want to see a Red Bulls Cosmos matchup. And then some people want to see a Union Cosmos matchup. Either or, either Union or Rebels, there's revenge in that matchup. We lost to the Rebels last year, and we lost two years ago against the Union in the fourth round. So it's some revenge, and I don't really care who we face. I just want to go as far as we could. In the Open Cup. The Revolution last round. They played the Carolina Redhawks. They won one nothing in extra time. And they really take this seriously. And I know a lot of people out there are saying. Well NYCFC cared about it. Patrick Vieira said. That they took it seriously. But if you look at the players that they put out there. NYCFC did not truly take this tournament seriously. You can only say that when that manager, when that coach puts his players that play in league action week in and week out on the field in the Open Cup, that's when you can say that that team took it seriously. And Patrick Vieira did not take it seriously. But against the Carolina Redhawks, the Revolution, they care about this tournament. You saw... Starters, you saw their key players that play in MLS action on the field against the Carolina Redhawks. And as a Cosmos supporter, that makes me happy. That goes to show you that this is going to be a great contest. It's going to be a great matchup because the Cosmos are definitely taking it 110%. Every single match, you never see them not giving it their all. And they're going to go up against a New England Revolution side that wants to win as well. They want to get as far as they could. And probably for the Revolution fans, they probably have a great chance of winning it in their minds. But I truly think the Cosmos have so much going for them. They have home field advantage. Even though they're playing at St. John's, they have home field advantage. We play there uh, against Jersey Express. It's a very uh, nice stadium. It's a smaller stadium than Hofstra, but as you saw on the stream or if you were there, it's a nice, smaller home. It's intimate. It's nice. Everyone's sort of on top of each other, but in the right way. Um, Five points sort of have their own section, sort of like at Hofstra, but it's a bit smaller, but at least the five points have their own section if there is some... New England Revolution traveling supporters, which I'm really predicting that there might be because they are a MLS side and they usually travel to away days. But this is a Wednesday night match, so we don't know really if there's going to be any away supporters. But nevertheless, it's set to be it's set to be a good match, uh, and I'm predicting this match is not going to go to extra time or. I don't want it to go to extra time because that's when everything comes out. All the 
all the emotions. And we saw against NYCFC, Danny Satella said uh, that he didn't want it to go to extra time because he was getting tired. And m- probably the whole team was tired as well. You do not want to see the Cosmos go 120 minutes when they have a game on Saturday. So I think the Cosmos want to win this match in the full 90 minutes. Again, if it goes to extra time, if it goes to PKs, let that happen, and that's win this match. We have to win this match at all costs, and I fully think that Gio is going to throw out a strong, strong side. He really is, because we don't see the Cosmos, and it's sort of a luxury that we see the Cosmos put out sort of the same side in Open Cup competitions because this is our season. This is what we look forward to every single year. We look forward to Open Cup action, not just the supporters, but the players. They want to win this. They want to put themselves on the map and show that we're the best team in North America. We should be taken seriously. We should be respected in U.S. soccer. So, it's not just that's win this match, that's just win the cup. But if the Cosmos do go on to win the cup, there's more behind it. There's a lot more things for the club, and it means a whole lot for the whole organization if they can really go as far as possible. Is that the semifinals? Is that the quarterfinals? Is that the final? If it's one of those three, hopefully it's the final. And I truly think it is going uh, to be. So I predict Cosmos are going to win 2-1 in the in the, the 90 minutes. But like I said earlier, if it goes to PKs, if it goes to extra time, that's when the match at all costs. If they go on the win, they face either the Red Bulls or Philadelphia Union. I think I would like to see a Red Bulls matchup. That will be very exciting. But again, Philadelphia Union, I, I will take that as well. And if they go past the Revolution, they will play either one of those teams at St. John's Belson Stadium, which is great because we get a taste of MLS action, MLS competition at home. So the advantage goes to us. Hopefully we're playing on turf at St. John's. So I should it really should help us more. Uh, I'm not pretty sure if the Revs play on turf at Gillette Stadium. Um, not, I'm not 100% sure on that, so I would not uh, assume anything. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, I really think we should uh, talk about players le- leaving the Cosmos. And we talked about Nico Kronjar in the previous weeks, and it was just rumors, all rumors. And officially, he joins Rangers FC, and it's sort of weird because and when a player signs for any given club, not just the Cosmos, when he signs for a club, you never hear his end goal. You never hear, I'm coming here because I want to get to this career path. You never hear that. Nor should we. Because we care about that player. And he 
and we truly think that that player is going to be loyal to the club, loyal to the badge, would respect our club. But with Nico Kronjar, we can truly say that he used the Cosmos to get a better job and to rehab, to improve as a player, get back to where he once was, and to go to a bigger club that could probably afford him, uh, that could uh, really offer him more than the Cosmos could at the moment. And Nico Kranjar said in his official press conference, he says that I had a good six months where I chose to go because I thought I could improve on the fitness levels after the termination in Kiev. I met fantastic people. He's talking about in New York there that I really have to thank them from the bottom of my heart, the way they dealt with the situation. The Cosmos are not a team that will get in the way of your career. Not at all. And we see this in the past. We see with Restrepo. We never got in his way. Uh, tons of players. We never got in their way. We we just let them do what they want because that's what it's all about. Why should we keep a player that really doesn't want to be here? And we want to see that player do good as well. So f- truly from the bottom of my heart, I wish Nico Kronjar the best of luck. I truly do with Rangers. Hopefully he does a great job. And what I really don't like is that he talked about New York and how much he liked it. And he really talked about how he wanted to stay and how he liked it there. But once he got a call from Rangers, it just changed his mind that a big club was after him and he and he wanted to go there. And I, I really think the thing that we have to learn here is European players want to play at the highest level. So playing in the NASL for them is not the highest level. And truly it's not. It's not the BPL. It's not La Liga. It's not Serie A. It's not even the Scottish Premier League. That's attractive to Nico Kranjar to get back to the highest level for him. It was great to see Kranjar play for the Cosmos, put on his shirt for 10 games. We, I saw his first goal, and we all, all saw his first goal and only goal with the Cosmos in Indy off of a PK. He was a playmaker. He was a game changer. He was a very impactful player with the Cosmos. And a player that we are going to miss in the next 22 games in in the fall season. But again, we can't blame him for leaving. He's a European player. He likes playing at the highest level. And for him at this moment in his career, that is Scotland. That is Rangers FC. The most historic club. Maybe one of the biggest clubs out there. Rangers FC has Nico Kronjar and best of luck Nico. So moving on, another player that reportedly, not not officially, but reportedly uh, left the New York Cosmos, that guy is Gabriel Farfan. And he didn't play that much for the Cosmos, but when he did, he was okay. 
he was on loan from a Liga MX side, and his deal was only for the spring season. You might be asking yourself, why all these short-term deals? But it makes total sense, maybe from a financial side, and two, just to test out how good this player really is for the team, instead of taking full responsibility and saying, you're going to be playing for the Cosmos for the full season. No, you're just going to play for the 10 games, and then if we like you, we'll try to bring you on. That's what the Cosmos tried to do. They tried to extend Furfan's deal. And now we're finding out that Miami FC picked him up. Miami FC is for real. They really are. And before the season started, I know someone in Miami that's uh, part of the supporters group there in Miami FC. And he said, Miami FC are going to compete with the Cosmos. They're going to compete. They're going to spend a lot of money. And when he told me that, I was like, I'm not really sure. I just have to really wait and see when it happens. He kept saying, they're going to compete. They're going to compete with the Cosmos. And I was a bit iffy. I was a bit worried at one time thinking, well, we don't have that type of competitor. We don't have another team besides the Cosmos that's going to go out there, spend the money, get the biggest players within the league, maybe legendary players throughout the world, and really build up a great side. Right now, we're seeing that within Miami FC because they didn't have a great fall, uh, a great spring season. But no other club in this league would do that. If, for example, say Indy 11 was in last place in the spring table and we're in the middle between the spring and the fall, in between the break, we would not see... Indy 11 go out there and spend over a million dollars for two quality players in the NASL. We wouldn't see that because they don't have that type of setup. They don't have that type of resources, the means to do that. But Miami FC have the resources to go out there and buy whoever they want. And some people are saying, this is not good for the league. The league is going to fail, this and that. I don't think it is. The league is really young, and Miami FC is doing what they know. Silva, Ricardo Silva, the owner of Miami FC, Maldini, Nesta, all they know is transfers, 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 transfers. They don't know trades. You can trade in the NASL. You can trade player A for player B. We saw a trade between the Strikers and the Scorpions. They traded the Strikers traded Restrepo for hotels and uh, just a travel package. You can trade players. But Nesta, Silva, Maldini, they're paying big money transfer fees not millions of dollars we're not there yet but they're paying seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars 
for players. They're paying serious cash. No other NASL team is doing that. The Cosmos did not pay a transfer fee to date so far in the modern era. Why should we? We signed Marco Senna on a free transfer. We most likely signed Raul on a free transfer. All our players on a free transfer. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong about that. But if you want to be a big club, if you want to compete with Miami FC, you need to go out there and spend the big bucks. I'm not saying that I want to see the Cosmos go out there and pay a big transfer fee for a player that we don't need. What I'm trying to say is I think the league is going in a different direction that I think in the future, and maybe not in the fall season, but Miami FC is dictating the transfer market within the NASL and maybe come next season or two seasons, we're going to see the NASL. If you want top talent within the league, you're going to need to pay top dollars for that player. If it's a million dollars, if it's seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars $900,000, no matter the price, in a couple of seasons, we're not going to see trades anymore. We're going to see clubs pay top dollars for top talent. And I know there's groups of people on the fence about this. There's people that don't want to see this happen. They think that this may ruin the league, that this may force owners to spend big money for players. But I think this is a great thing for the league. They're forcing owners to spend money to compete with Miami FC. To compete with the Cosmos. Even though the Cosmos don't go out there and spend uh, transfer fees. They don't buy players. That doesn't mean that we don't have a good team. It doesn't mean that we can't have good players. It just goes to show you the different mentalities each owner has. The different sort of strategies and styles. Miami FC has, if you're not playing good. We're going to buy better players. They're going to buy better players so they can push on to the playoffs. Are Miami FC going to be in the top four come the end of the fall season? I don't really know. Are these buys going to pay off? Is the chemistry going to come together in time? They have 22 games to figure everything out. And maybe if that's not going well, maybe they're going to buy more players. By quality players. Buying top players doesn't guarantee you anything. Doesn't guarantee you wins. It doesn't guarantee you trophies. What it does guarantee you is that players want to play for your team. And they're dictating the market for top talent in the league for years to come. And just congrats Miami FC for the accomplishment they They have major transfer fees. They made history for spending big money for players. And again, Miami FC are are doing great things. They might not be the best team on the field at the moment, but they're getting there. They're getting to be a great side. So let's talk to 
Peter Schwartz, Cosmos PA announcer, about the Open Cup match tomorrow, Wednesday, June 29th. Let's talk to him about the fall season. And then when we come back, we will talk about a bit more about uh, the NASL. We will talk about Puerto Rico FC, who are joining the NASL, which I'm really excited to see Puerto Rico join the league. They are hosting Indy 11. That should be a great match. Hopefully, Puerto Rico, please, Puerto Rico, please beat Indy 11. So we will talk to Peter Schwartz right now about Open Cup, about fall season. When we come back, we will talk a lot lot more about the Cosmos fall season. 22 games to win the fall season or get a championship slot. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, but we will break it down coming up after Peter Schwartz. I'm joined by maybe one of the best PA announcers in the NASL, Peter Schwartz. How are you tonight, Peter? Uh, I'm doing good, but I just feel a little insulted because you said one of the best. Yeah, because I, I got I, I really got a lot of stick on uh, Twitter. Uh, I said that you were the best uh, PA announcer in the NASL, and some dude from Oklahoma was like, why not me? <laughs> so you are the best uh, in, in my, in figured, my mind, Peter. I figured you might have gotten some slack from Ryan Sudal in Tampa, too, about that. But you are the best in my mind, Peter, okay? So... Let's get that straight. So Thank th- you. Mm-hmm. Let's start talking about tomorrow night's match. It's on everyone's mind. Uh, Peter, do you think we have a chance going up against a second MLS side? Last week, the New England Revolution really put it to the Carolina Redhawks to beat them one nothing in extra time. And it really feels like the further we go in the tournament, we're going to face a competition that really wants to win it. Um, do you think we have a great chance of winning the match tomorrow night? Well, I mean, I certainly think they have a chance. I think it's kind of tough to um, really break down these games against MLS teams in the Open Cup because you really just don't know what kind of lineup the MLS teams are going to put on the field and how seriously they take it. A lot of MLS teams, in my mind, obviously, they're putting out lineups and they're trying to balance this tournament as you know as opposed to their MLS squad and a lot of a lot of teams can just put their second team out there and beat an ASL team. So I, I, it's hard to say, but I certainly give the Cosmos all the all the chances in the world. I mean they are playing on their home away from home. It's gonna be a very small intimate uh setting at St John. So but I certainly think that the Cosmos are are, are fresh and um, in between their seasons. Uh, I certainly think that uh, they'll they'll put forth a you know performance and a lineup tomorrow that uh, will give them every chance in the world to win the game. Yeah. So, can we get a score prediction for you for tomorrow night? Uh, a score prediction for tomorrow. You know what? I will I will go with the Cosmos two uh, one over New England tomorrow night. Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully, uh, that does happen. If they do go through, if they do win then that will be the first time that they got past uh, the fifth round. So, again, every single season, every single match, we're experiencing history, Peter. Uh, so, yeah, they, hmm? yeah, the, the last couple of seasons, they got to this point. Like, last year, they got you know, they got beat at the uh, Red Bull Arena um, in, in you know, a 4-1 game. Uh, the year before, they played Philadelphia really tough you know, in the fifth round, in the round yeah. of 16, and 
and, and lost an extra time. So uh, maybe this is the year of Dakota time is a charm that the, uh, the Cosmos break into the quarterfinals. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, everyone feels like this year is our year, and I feel the same way. Uh, let's get talking about the fall season, because last week we had David Kilpatrick on, the Cosmos Club historian, and he was saying uh, sort of how we shouldn't be entitled to win trophies as Cosmos fans uh, because we didn't win the spring season. Because when we talked to you before the spring season, we all thought that the Cosmos were going to go far in the 10-game spring season. And David was trying to say how before we step on the pitch, we shouldn't really be sort of promised trophies. You you know what I mean? So uh, going into the fall season, it's going to be really hard because a lot more clubs are trying to compete for the last remaining spots in the championship. So what are your thoughts going into the fall season? Uh, I, I think um, I, I think the Cosmos had a good spring season. You know, unfortunately, it came down to a tiebreaker um, you know, the last week of the season where they were unable to, um, you know, to win. You know, given the Indy credit, they scored four goals in the last match. Yeah. Uh, but I, I certainly think that this Cosmos team started to come together towards the latter part of that of that spring season, and, and now they've had some time to gel a little bit. I think these U.S. Open Cup games ha- have helped them also. Uh, so in a longer, you know, 20-game season, um, you know, I, I think the Cosmos, with the depth they have, I know they've lost a couple of players uh, international-wise in the last you know, few days. But I like this Cosmos roster. I think when you looked at this team at the beginning of the season, granted there's no Raul and no Marco Senna, but I like the youth they put together. I like you know the core veterans that returned. And uh, I, I think this team is, is it's different than teams in the years past, but I, I still think they're a very good team, a playoff team. And um, I would still feel pretty good about their chances uh, for the fall season, and let's remember too, there's also the you know, the two wild card spots that are up for grabs for overall record, uh, and it would be three wild card spots if Indy wins the second half of the year too. But I certainly think the Cosmos, with their current roster, and you never know, they could certainly add some players as the second half goes along. It's a longer season, uh, but I would still give the Cosmos a pretty good, good opportunity to make sure that they're in the championship during the season. So you expect them to win the fall season? Is that what you're sort of aiming at? I, I, I don't expect the Cosmos to, to be in the playoffs. Okay. I certainly mm-hmm. think they'll be in the playoffs because I, I, I think when you are looking at you know the four, the four best teams during the season, I, I have a hard time believing that the Cosmos aren't one of the four best teams of the North American Soccer League. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's be honest, I mean, all they have to do to get the number one seed is win the fall because they basically finished you know, they finished in a tie with Indy. So just win the fall season by a point, and you have the number one seed, which I think is a possibility. But I, I would certainly think that the Cosmos will be one of the four teams, um, you know, come October playing for, playing for the championship. Yeah, hopefully that is true. And I really can't put my head around the Cosmos not being that top four, like what you, you said, Peter, because if, if we're not in the playoffs, then... I don't know where we go from there. I think a lot of fans will be really upset. I think even the club will be uh, shocked as well. But again, 22 games, it's going to be a hard, a hard 
next couple of months. And you touched on adding some more players. Some players left. Nico Kronger left to Rangers FC. Uh, we lost Garfan uh, to Miami FC today. Uh, we keep on losing players. Uh, what are your thoughts on the players departing? And would you like to see Gio add some more players or no? Well, I think Gio's always looking for players. And I think with the other players that left, were guys that were only signed, you know, for the first half of the season, and that was a risk that the Cosmos took, you know, signing, you know, Nico and Gabriel to these, you know, the, the, the contracts for just the first half of the season. Um, those are the risks you take, but I, I still like, I still like the personnel that the Cosmos have, and you know, Gio never leaves any stone unturned when looking for players. You're always hearing rumors of players who are linked to the Cosmos. So I would certainly feel. Like, uh, you know, during, during this season, during this coming fall season, I would expect the Cosmos to add some players. And remember, too, they have a, you know, they're very fortunate that uh, Iose is now um, an American, you know, is a domestic player. So that yeah. opens up another international uh, spot for them. So I, I would be pretty confident that at some point in the next few weeks, the Cosmos add a player or two. Yeah, I'm not really looking for a big, like a major signing, like a big marquee signing, but I just think a, they should add a player that helps the team in this upcoming fall season to reach the goals to try to win the Open Cup. That's the type of player, like a game changer. Uh, and we see tons of th- those players on the roster today. You know, I, I, I think they'll find some guys to, to, to add, but also... You know, there's guys that are on the roster, too, that I think they're looking to step up in the second half. I think Lucky Kosane is a guy that, um, you know, he fought hard for playing time in the first half of the year, and obviously he struggled a little bit, but I, I think he's a guy that, you know, if he can become a factor in the second half, it makes the Cosmos deeper, especially coming off the bench in the second half. If, if he can give them a little bit of a spark, I think that'll be good. Um you know, Andres Flores is another guy I think they're going to look forward to in the second half, a guy that hopefully steps up and can add that a little bit. But, again, you look at this roster top to bottom, um, and I think it's hard to fathom that this roster is not one of the four best uh, in the NASL, and I certainly think we'll, we'll be talking about some kind of playoff matchup come October. Hopefully you were right, Peter. And lastly, there are some Cosmos B players as well that are sort of aiming to get a chance on the first team. I know their their season is coming to an end, so it would be really exciting uh, to see some young, really young players because I heard that this season uh, Cosmos B went with a really younger side. So it's always great, great to see a uh, youngster come up the ranks. Oh, there's no question, and that's why they you know, they started that team last year is to give these young kids you know a chance to play at the professional level, and you know with you know with the hope also that if they called upon them you know, to play in a game uh, that they'd be ready. You know, Ruben Bovan is a is a perfect example of that. A guy that plays for Cosmos B and you know, is now making an impact with you know with with, with the main team. So um, I think it's critical for them to have, you know, a pool of players that they can choose from, you know, that can kind of lengthen this roster a little bit and give Gio some options, you know, particularly with second-half substitutions. But uh, and certainly they've done a great job with that Cosmos B team, no question. Yeah, 100%. Peter, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. You're always welcome on the show, Peter. Uh, and as always, let's go Cosmos. 
Absolutely, John, and uh, hopefully see uh, all the Cosmos country at St. John's tomorrow night, pack that little stadium, and uh, make things uncomfortable for New England. Special thanks to Peter Schwartz for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed uh, the chat. Let's talk about Puerto Rico FC because I think a lot of NASL fans are really looking forward to Carmelo Anthony's vision for this team. And the first Puerto Rico team in the NASL was the Puerto Rico Islanders. They were funded by the government and so on. Sort of the funding wasn't there and the, and the team sort of went out of business, left the league, and now we have the Puerto now we have Puerto Rico FC. And my question is how long is this team really going to last? Is this team stable? And I know a lot of people might be saying, well, that's a question for every team in this league, and not just in this league, but professional clubs in North America. That's a question is, how long is this team going to be around for? But for me personally, I think Puerto Rico FC if it's done right, could be around for a very long time and could be successful. This is the only professional team on the island. So if the island can get around that, could get around how important this team is, get around that Carmelo Anthony owns Puerto Rico FC, that they might not have a lot of resources, but they have enough for them to be competitive in this league. And there's a nice article by The Telegraph, by Bob Williams, and he sort of goes into talking about Puerto Rico FC and how important they really are. They host Indy 11, first game of the spring season, I mean of the fall season, and the weird part is that they're starting in, in the fall season. Cosmos got so much stick for this one that the Cosmos started in the fall, won the fall season, played the Sobacks, and won the league. And people sort of said that we cheated. Now Puerto Rico FC is doing the same thing. But it, it's really harder for them to win. So I don't understand why ownership, why a team will select joining a league in the fall season 10 games later when the rest of the clubs are so many points, so many games ahead of you, chemistry-wise, player-wise, coaching-wise, ahead of you. They faced the competition before and you didn't. So now Puerto Rico FC has 22 games to prove themselves, have 22 games to get together as a team. What happens if the chemistry is not there? Things can go really wrong. We saw what happened with Miami FC. After 10 games, they were in last place. And they have so much time to fix their team. Puerto Rico FC set up their own season. Now they don't have time. It's either 22 games or... They don't go anywhere or 22 games and they make it to the playoffs. 
And it's sort of sad how Puerto Rico FC selected fall season first. But maybe things were going on behind the scenes. Maybe this was the best time for them to start. Maybe they needed to promote the team some more. Maybe some things that we don't know about happened behind the scenes. Maybe they needed more time to promote the team. But on the field, you need as much time as possible. You need that spring season. You need that break in between so you can fix what's wrong. Here we have Miami FC official talking uh, about the league, talking about Miami FC here on the Telegraph is Peace by Bob Williams. He says that uh, the um, he goes on to say here that the player level is probably up since Adrian was last here. The player compensation level here is certainly up. So we have to expect it to be more competitive than it was previously. We're ready for that, but under no illusions that it's going to be really difficult. A realistic expectation is to finish in the middle of the league. That would be a really good start. It would be a mountain to climb to reach the end of season playoffs. Uh, He goes on to say that we haven't got their funds, talking about Miami FC signing quality players, but we think we can do things right in certain areas that will give us an advantage. You can see why Miami spent money and where they needed support. They spend money that hasn't been spent in this league before, but you've still got to get points on the board, he added. Our aim will be to catch them as soon as possible. They've got seven points, which is at least three games. If we can catch them with five, eight games, that would be a remarkable start. But if we do it in 10 games, we would be doing very well. So really, the feeling is that they just want to not be in last place, but be mid-table. That's that's sort of the feeling is we want to be a mid-table team. In 22 games, that's probably a realistic expectation. And... People might be saying, well, you should aim to win the league. You should aim to win as many trophies as you could. But coming in to this league, it's really difficult. It's really competitive. And when you have a group of guys that just never played together before in a very competitive match, things can either go really well or go really bad. With my with Miami FC, it's going really bad, and that's why he said that they had the time, they had the resources, they had the money to fix that. Puerto Rico FC probably doesn't have the money to invest like Miami, and that's going to really show the competitiveness in this league. Is that some teams have the money, have the money to succeed, to buy quality players. And then you're going to see clubs that don't have that much money but have different resources. Maybe they don't have the money, but they have maybe talented coaches or something else where they can do different things and still be at the same level. We saw with Leicester City, they don't have the same resources as Arsenal or Manchester City. 
or Manchester United. But they still won the league because they have the fight, they have the will, they have the the determination to fight for the club, fight for where they where they come from. And maybe if Puerto Rico FC fights for the island and truly represents Puerto Rico, they can fight hard and go as far as they could. Maybe that's winning the NASL championship. But again, realistically, what I'm getting from this article, what I'm getting from Puerto Rico FC is that's catching Miami FC first. And then we can sort of say mid-table. But it's going to be really difficult for Miami. I mean, for Puerto Rico. They only have 24 players signed. And he goes on to say that we are not worried about any of them being part of the team. It is a mix of experience and potential. We will probably lean on the more experienced side to start with, but with the anticipation that the younger boys can also make a mark this season. We'll be ready for it, but physically, you'll never know if you'll be perfectly prepared. But other teams have got to come here and will face the same issue. So traveling to Puerto Rico is going to be a cool experience for players, uh, for some supporters that are able uh, to uh, get to the field, have the resources to get to Puerto Rico and travel there. It's going to be a great experience. Uh, Puerto Rico has a former Cosmos player, has Paulo Mendez. And Paulo Mendez was, to me, a great young player. And I probably say this about a lot of the youngsters on the team in the previous seasons that the Cosmos let go. But I, I feel you need to give a young player so much attention. And I don't think the Cosmos do that that often. We saw Hagup Tarishian leave. We saw Paulo Mendez leave. We saw DMR Diaz leave. So we see young players keep on leaving. But the Cosmos, again, keep on adding quality players, new players. Paulo Mendez was a great player, but the reason why he left is because the Cosmos wanted to put him out on loan, he rejected it and and then left. And then they signed his brother, Pedro Mendez, who used to play for the Silverbacks. He's a striker. So those are the two players that I'm really excited um, to see play for the team. I don't know if we're going to see uh, Paulo Mendez get the start. We heard um, the Puerto Rico FC officials say that experience first, youngsters really later, um, that could be a very important tool to use because the experienced players help the youngsters in training on the field. And again, that is a great resource, a great tool to use um, during the 22 game fall season. But for the Cosmos, it is going to be a tough task. As David Kirkpatrick said last week, we are not entitled for trophies. We shouldn't be sort of demanding trophies. I know we want to, but we can't base that all on because we're the Cosmos, based on our history or uh, based on who we have signed. The game is played on the field. So in 22 games, you are going to see the Cosmos fight hard 
for the fall season. And I really think the goal is to win the fall season. That's what it's all about. Peter Schwartz said that they just really need a spot in the playoffs. If it's not the fall season championship, then you need to really have a great season and get there. Be in one of those championship positions. The Cosmos have the team to do it. When we lost the spring, it was very disappointing. And my hope is the Cosmos are very motivated in the fall season to get to that next level. And that next level is winning the fall season and is showing why the Cosmos deserve to do that on the field. Not off the field saying, we should have won, we should have done this. But on the field, showing that we are a class team. The first matchup is July 2nd against Ottawa Fury FC. Ottawa Fury didn't have the worst season, but didn't have the best one this spring season. Change of philosophy, Paul Dugleish coming in as the new manager. It seems like that they that they don't have the same budget that they once had before. Their left back, Marcel DeYoung. Paul Dalish came out and said that they can't afford him. They can't afford him. So it's really shocking how a manager would come out and say that. For the media, they probably like that because they're getting a very vocal manager. And I don't blame them. I think I would like that as well. But I really think the Cosmos can beat Ottawa. And the keys to the match, scoring first. You're playing at a home. So we have a great advantage at home. We're great at home, guys. We're great at home. Uh, we have a great winning record at short stadium, so that should be uh, a very exciting prospect when we play the Fury. I predict a 3 nothing Cosmos victory. Then we hit the road, and the road is not our friend this season. Hopefully that changes because we need that to change if we want to win the fall season. We can't lose on the road. We struggle. We struggled against Indy. We struggled at Minnesota. That needs a change. And I know we faced two talented clubs on the road. Indy went on to win the spring. Minnesota didn't show what type of team they really are. I think a lot of fans really thought Minnesota would go further in the spring season. But they have the players. And Minnesota beat us on that day. So Fury, Miami, at home against Jacksonville. That should be a very interesting matchup. So for me, in these first three games, I predict Fury. We're going to beat the Fury. Miami, that should be, that, that should be a very big test. Miami is going to have their new players on the side. We're going to see Michael Hood, Richie Ryan, Farfan, hopefully then officially playing for the team. We beat them really good at Miami, and we're probably going to see a different result again at FIU Stadium. Jacksonville, I predict a victory, so we should have uh, three, six points. Miami, I don't know. It could be leaning towards a draw. 
like I said, a different result. Then we go on to face Rayo OKC away. We have one, two, three away matches. Rayo OKC, Tampa Bay Rowdies, FC Edmonton. We didn't have a really long stretch of away games so far in the spring season, but we're seeing that in the fall. Away, like I said, we need to do good. We need to win on the road. If we do that, fall. If we don't, hopefully we make the championship, uh, which is going to be difficult. Puerto Rico, after the long stretch, Puerto Rico at a home, Rayo home, Tampa Bay home. So that should be a a nice homestand. Then we have Puerto Rico away, Carolina home, Indy home. That should be a nice matchup. That match is not going to be ended in a tie at all. Uh, Then we go to face more clubs as well. So we're seeing the trend that at home we're a great club. We're a a club that scores a lot of goals, defends well, and shuts down the opposition. But away, we see that change. And a lot of people might say, well, that's because the home team has the advantage. They play there. That's their home stadium. They have their fan base. But that needs to change. Whatever philosophy people have geo needs to understand that needs to sort of fix the problem and i'm not saying that i want to see the cosmos win 22 games i would love to see that but i just don't see that being possible but get points on the road we need every single point we can get and we're in this position because we didn't win the spring if we would have won the spring season then we would have been happy right now. We would have had our place in the championship and we wouldn't have to compete with other clubs that want to be in the playoffs. You just wouldn't have that. So with that said, we need to be a great side, home and away, and get every single point we can get. And if we do that, then I feel we can go as far as we could. And really all I want to see from the side in this fall season is that I want to see them give 110% every single match, home or away. And I want to see us get as many points as we could. And I want to see us make a push for the championship. If it's not a home uh, semifinal match, I don't care. I want to see us go as far as we could. We want to win trophies, right, guys? We want to win trophies. And the only way we can do that is giving 120%, fighting for the badge, fighting for the team. And that's what the Cosmos need to do this fall season. So... That's the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks to Peter Schwartz for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, Very busy guy driving to work uh, and made time for us to to talk to him about the Cosmos, about the Open Cup match, and about the Cosmos push for a championship. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. My name is John Freshante. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at OneTeamPod. 
Check out our new website, First Team Pod. That's firstteampod.com. Check out our blog, uh, latest news on there, our podcast. You can get the, the latest one on there. And you can check out our shop as well. Pick up our limited edition First Team shirts. Facebook, First Team Podcast, Twitter at One Team Pod. And as always, that's going to be your Cosmos. Let's get the victory against New England Revolution. And let's move on and make history. We're making history every single day. If we win, we it, it will be the first time the Cosmos move on past the fifth round. And go on to face the winner of Union Rebels. You can find all the latest info on our Twitter about the game, about everything and the scenarios going on in the Open Cup and within the fall season. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, let's go, New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout-out to the five points. The Borough Boys of Benedict Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York street and white. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of this rap from tear tax, hash, and bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stack the wing, going back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Effects. Crew down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you with bad views, like shouting cues aloud to you without them dudes. Around my crews, I'm tracking past no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about profession. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless out the training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's the most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.